0: One thing I'm coming to realize as I get older is that God just does not always relieve us of suffering, but he always gives us grace. You know, those lepers people in Jesus's day and age, they were suffering for years and years. They probably couldn't come close to their family. They probably had to visit their family from a distance. I mean, we know, understand that nowadays, don't we? Even though God does not relieve us of suffering, he always gives us grace, he always gives us love, Hey, faithful listeners, that was just a quick clip from today's episode, so stay tuned as we talk about the leprosy laws in Leviticus chapter 13. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries Podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hey guys, happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And this is the podcast that brings you a consistent Bible reading routine every single morning and also helps you see the relatability of the Bible in the modern day, which is my passion and why I bring you guys the Bible every single day. Because when I was going through my job at the factory, I hated it, it was one of the worst times of my life, and maybe I'll actually tell the full uh, testimony someday. <laughs> I don't think I ever have. But one thing I was able to do at the factory was listen. And so I put my headphones in one day, and I was so sick of music, I was so sick of audiobooks, and so I decided to download A version of the Bible that was dramatized. And that changed my entire perspective about the Bible. And so that is where my passion for P40 Ministries podcast came from, was from that. Just me listening to that audiobook Bible every day really changed my perspective on the Bible. And it made me realize how loving God really is. And sometimes we don't see that, especially in the Old Testament. And I know a lot of people that believe that, they kind of think that. The God of the Old Testament is mean. I mean, that's something that is actually talked about even in non-Christian communities, that Jesus is the nice God and God the Father is the mean God. (laughs) I've heard that before, but obviously I don't believe that because God the Father loved his people so much that he sent Jesus for us. So you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about Leviticus chapter 13, which is another part of the law. I think that a lot of people are like, God is so mean. But let's let's look at this today and think about this. And you know what? I'm not going to read it because Leviticus 13 is actually really long. It's 59 verses long. So I'm not going to read the entire thing. And a lot of it is very repetitive. But I would love for you guys, when you get home, To read it, but I will be reading little uh, sections here for you guys. So let's go ahead and talk about the first section here, which is basically one all the way to 11, which talks about if a person has a rash or any kind of shiny spots on their skin or anything like this that those people were supposed to go to a specific type of priest, I believe. And this priest would have been more like a physician priest. But the fun thing about these physician priests is that they were not guessing. Like many doctors would do and still do to this day they were not guessing this was god's own words they would go back into leviticus they would read what god had to say when somebody came in with a skin issue and then they would examine the skin issue and decide if it met the uh, regulations of what god had said about that particular skin issue so these people that had different skin problems would go to the priest the priest would look at the skin issue and the priest would be like, OK, uh, let me look at this. Then he would go back to the word, see what God had to say about the skin issue. And then he would decide based on God's words whether or not that skin issue was leprous. So one other thing I want to mention is that the word leprosy is actually different in Hebrew. It, what we think of as leprosy today is that terrible skin condition where people's like knuckles and stuff fall off. That's what we think of. But when God says the word leprosy here in Leviticus 13, he's not necessarily mentioning just leprosy. He's actually mentioning a whole bunch of different skin problems. So this would have been anything. This could have been uh, chicken pox. This could have been um, ringworm. This could have been shingles. This could have been leprosy. It could have been anything. So unfortunately, because we see leprosy so often in Leviticus 13, we think that that is only what God is talking about here. But the fact is, it had to do with all sorts of different realms of skin issues, which is really interesting to note because... People back in these days in ancient times, they didn't know. You know, they didn't understand that a person had to be separated. They didn't understand anything about germs or diseases. They didn't understand about bacteria or viruses. They just didn't get it. So the ancient Israelites were probably the first people ever to separate those who had skin issues away from the people who did not. This would have changed everything. This would have caused skin problems and bacteria and different viruses to not be a part of the community of Israel. So this was way beyond its time period. And even until just recently, leprosy or Hansen's disease, which is what it's called now, had no cure until literally just recently. And now we cure it through antibiotics and steroids. And typically it can be cured in that way. But I mean, that was not until just recently that we found a cure for leprosy. And so back in these days, there was no cure for leprosy or for any of these other skin issues. This was something that would have to clear up over time or it'd be something that they possibly had to live with forever. But what God was doing here when he put these laws in place for skin disorders was to keep infectious diseases of the skin away from his community of people and allow them to go off and heal on their own. So this is like a medical marvel, kind of. <laughs> Something that we look at today and we're just like, oh, yeah, you know, quarantine. We got to quarantine people who are sick or have bacteria, this or that. Like, yeah, we we quarantine people nowadays, but this was God's own form of quarantine people who had skin problems, skin diseases that could possibly be transmitted to other people. But the other significant thing about this law with the skin issues is that it kind of shows what sin does. God was really big about when a person brought a sin offering, that part of that sin offering had to be removed from the camp. This is kind of the same thing with leprosy. We often see God removing diseases, sin, problems from the camp. We often see that. This is no different. When leprosy spreads on a person, and if it continues to get worse and worse and worse, that is showing what sin does to our lives. So that person who may start off with a mild skin bump that is leprous, once that starts spreading to his entire fingers and hands and nose and toes and whatever else part of his body that's what sin starts to do it corrupts so when god was not only removing that leper from the community to protect the community he was also showing the result of what sin does god often talks through analogies I have come to realize, especially with this new project I'm working on that I haven't told you guys about yet, but the more I'm working on this new project, I'm realizing how much God uses storytelling and analogies to communicate with people. It's kind of insane how much he does, because that is the stuff we can understand. We can understand analogies about our own lives. We can understand parables about farmers and, and other things that Jesus talked about in the New Testament. We can understand all that stuff because that's the stuff we live So God uses analogies and storytelling all the time, and it's no different here when he's talking about these leprous people. This is an analogy of sin to show people what sin does. Sin corrupts. Now, unfortunately, the Israelites got it wrong, (laughs) and during the time of Jesus, they were so cruel to people who had leprosy that they'd throw rocks at them when they saw them, Uh, they wouldn't you know, even greet a person that has leprosy. They forced the leper to stand like 150 feet away or something like that, something absurd. And they were just cruel to leprous people. But I don't believe that when God here in Leviticus was telling people to separate the lepers that you have to not love the lepers or you have to treat them with complete and total disgust. I don't believe that, but I do believe that this was an analogy of sin and the people just kind of got that wrong and started uh, mistreating the lepers, which is why Jesus was so kind to lepers and was basically saying that the Pharisees were leprous on the inside. In a sense, they were so corrupt on the inside. But these lepers, Jesus was friendly to, loving towards, and he would touch them and heal them. But the Pharisees, even though they weren't leprous on the outside, they had leprosy on the inside. Now, moving forward here, it talks more about different skin issues involving baldness (laughs) (laughs) and uh, also involving boils or burns. So when a burn would become infected or a skin problem would become infected, these were all things that a Um, a person would be separated out of the camp for or at least quarantined for. So let me see here. It says that, yes. So let's, let's talk about the boil in particular. So verses 18 through 23 says, when someone has a boil on their skin and it heals and in the place where the boil was, a white swelling or a reddish white spot appears, they must present themselves to the priest. The priest is to examine it. And if it appears to be more than skin deep and the hair in it has turned white, the priest shall pronounce that person unclean. It is a defiling skin disease that has broken out where the boil was. But if, when the priest examines it, there is no white hair in it and it is not more than skin deep and is faded, then the priest is to isolate them for seven days. If it is spreading in the skin, the priest shall pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling disease. But if the spot is unchanged and has not spread, it is only a scar from the boil and the priest shall pronounce them clean. So here God is differentiating the difference between a skin issue and uh, just a plain old scar, because people probably, probably back in these days might not have known the difference. But this is kind of reiterated for burns and for um, also sores or for a person who is bald. And here's what it says here in verse 40. A man who has lost his hair and is bald is clean. <laughs> So God is like saying like, look, if a guy loses his hair, it's not a big issue. That is not a skin disease. You don't have to um, get upset about a person that is bald. But it says, but if he has lost his hair and he has a disease that is starting to spread on his head, then the priest is to examine him. And if the swollen sore on his head or his forehead is reddish white, like a defiling skin disease, then that man, then the man is diseased and is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean because of the sore on his head. So then at that point, once a person was considered to be unclean, they would have to walk through the city almost as if they're in mourning. They would be in mourning because of this. So they would, back in those days, when someone was in mourning, they would rip their clothes and they would uh, make themselves look very unkempt. They wouldn't wash or brush their hair. And this is what a leprous person would have to do, whether it was a male or a female. They would have to tear their clothes let their hair be unkempt and cover the lower part of their face and cry out, unclean, unclean. So they'd probably have to put something over their face, like either a rag or maybe they could use their hands, I don't know. But they'd have to go through and as they're walking to their new place of residence, which was outside of the camp, they would have to cover their face and they would have to say, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. They'd have to walk through, making sure the people didn't touch them or hug them or their family members, you know, didn't uh, rub their face on their (laughs) sores or something like that. And they'd have to walk and go into the outer camp. And this was, once again, all protection for the community. And then once that person, of course, was out in the camp, and if that sore ended up healing over time, no matter how long it took, at that point, that person could go back to the priest and have the priest examine him, and then the priest could consider him clean, then that person could go back and live with his family once again. Now, unfortunately, there were cases where people probably never got healed from these illnesses, and that's where we encounter some, you know, leprous people that Jesus encountered. One thing I'm coming to realize as I get older is that God just does not always relieve us of suffering but he always gives us grace. You know those lepers people in Jesus's day and age, they were suffering for years and years. They probably couldn't come close to their family. They probably had to visit their family from a distance. I mean, we know, understand that nowadays, don't we? Especially with the whole COVID thing. These people were probably lonely. They had to live in a camp with other sick people. Yet, even though God does not relieve us of suffering, and in fact, there's many times in the Bible where it says specifically that we will have to suffer. He always gives us grace. He always gives us love. And even today, I was looking through um, my Bible app and I opened it and here's the verse of the day, which I just found so interesting. First Peter five ten, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, He will restore, support, and strengthen you, and He will place you on a firm foundation. So yes, God does allow suffering. And He always will, I believe, until Jesus comes again, obviously, and makes everything right. But even though He allows suffering, there is a great reward at the end of it. God knows all. He loves all. And like it says here in 1 Peter, with the verse I just read, God will... Absolutely uplift the person who has been suffering and the reward will be greater than the suffering they ever, ever had to go through. Friends, I want you to go back and read Leviticus chapter 13 on your own because it actually talks a little bit more about the um, molds and mildews on different kinds of leather which is kind of interesting also kind of the same deal where a person had to bring something that had like mold or mildew on it to the priest and then the priest had to make sure it was clean and that guy had to go and wash it and just all sorts of stuff and this was just a way of course to prevent diseases in the jewish community But friends and faithful listeners, go and listen to Saturday's episode, because guess what? It's a giveaway, and I'm really excited to bring that to you guys. I've been wanting to do a giveaway for a long time. You guys have been very faithful in listening to the P40 Ministries podcast, and just so appreciative of everybody that tunes in. So take a listen to that podcast episode about the giveaway on Saturday, and enter in the giveaway yourself and let people know that a giveaway does in fact exist, and of course let people know that P40 Ministries exists as well. So friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.